0: And once we get that right, which is for me the most important thing, that they have festival respect, the second one is commitment, the third one passion. Those three ingredients are non-negotiable.
1: welcome into the Non-Negotiables podcast. I'm Gavin and I'm here tonight with Justin. How you doing, Juz? Hey, hey. And Pascal. How you doing, Paz? How you doing, Gav? Good, good. All right. Well, let's crack this episode off with a, uh, a who am I? So we play Nottingham Forest at the weekend. So going to give you a, a player that's played for both. So here we are. Who am I? I started my career at Arsenal, where I played 163 league games. During that time, I went on loan to Leighton Orient and Leicester City. I then moved to Nottingham Forest, where I played 77 times. I moved to Trabzonspor in Turkey, playing 18 games before moving to Everton on loan and making that move permanent, playing 145 times. I then moved to West Brom and finished my career at Cardiff City. Who am I? Any ideas, guys?
0: Yeah, I've got it now. I'm quite surprised he ne- played nearly as many games at Everton as at Arsenal because at Arsenal I thought he played a lot more. But I think I've got it. He's he's uh, he's
1: an Everton legend. He's a lot more of an Everton legend than he is an Arsenal,
0: which legend. is surprising, oh, isn't like, it? Yeah, he um, had...
1: yeah. All right. Well, we'll come back to that at the. Uh, we'll come back to that at the end then. So, um, guys, it's been um, it's been a pretty big week, I think, in uh, in Arsenal world, which. I wasn't really expecting when we logged off the pod on Monday night. So let's start with the uh news that Aaron Ramsdale has officially signed a contract extension, takes him well, a new contract actually, takes him up to uh takes him up to twenty twenty eight. So it's a five year deal. Don't know about the wages, don't particularly care about the wages. Pass, great news.
0: It is indeed, yeah it's um not it's un it's not unexpected as I think the rumors have been going around for a while that we were gonna renew his um uh contracts and of course he's made it very clear he wants to stay at arsenal um but it's good that it's official because um I think he's shown now that he is clearly the number one and we have long term plans for him. he's very well liked um by the fans he's very well liked as you can see by the by Arsenal itself. Just it's a win-win. I think he's 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 excellent. And when you think of what we paid for him at the time, there was kind of eyebrows raised. I think we were probably one of them as well. But now you look at it, and he's he's absolutely um, he's absolutely worth a lot more. And it looks like an absolute steal now when you think about it.
1: Absolutely, Juz. It's great to have a number one tied down. When we were saying the other week, you look around at some of the other bigger clubs, and they've got serious problems
2: between the sticks. Yeah, United, Chelsea, Tottenham are all pretty much do uh, a new keeper. So, yeah, it's it's great that we, we've we got a young one. Uh, he's done quite well this year. Great reflexes, good distribution. Um, yeah, I'm pretty happy about it. Um, and it's great that we, you know, the club's doing so much better at getting these contracts out, uh, you know, not putting us in the situation we were in before, just a lot better squad management too. So, so it's huge, yeah. And of course, the uh the famous
1: English core or British core that uh, Arsene Wenger tried to introduce that maybe didn't go so well. Um, but uh it looks like we're kind of working back towards something similar again, right? Ramsdale, Ben White, obviously, we've got Saka as well. So it's um, you know, we've got that Englishness running through the side, which pass I think I think no matter how which way you twist it, I do think you need a little bit of that.
0: I think you do. Yeah. Um, And it helps when they're of good quality as well, because, you know, it's it's all very well saying that it's needed, but you also want them to be good players. And I think you've got the combo Um, and it, it, it you know, there's there's obviously with Saka's case, he's actually come through the youth ranks. Um, and, um, you know, I know Smith Row might be leaving, but that's another one, you know, it, it, it's, it's not only just having that, but also ones that have come through our youth system. Um, but it, it, it definitely helps. I think it helps with, um, you know, we're, we're, we're originally a London club and, um, it, it's always, um, it, it does something, there is something a little bit special by a homegrown player. That's, uh, that's in your ranks for
2: sure. For sure. I've um, uh, I've actually I've got a uh. This is just a tangent, but I've got a French mate that swears that's the big problem with PSG, just not enough like local kids that come through, and so nobody really cares about the shirt, you know, just just about kind of the notoriety of playing for PSG. So, yeah, I think it's huge too, you know, to have have local kids coming through and and you know English kids especially. Sorry. No, you you're
1: right though. I mean, you know, by <laughs> with them being basically owned by Qatar, that there, there is. You know, they're not, they're only, they're PSG. They're not Paris Saint-Germain. They're PSG. Yeah, there's, there's a big difference there. Do you know what I mean? There, there's not, they've not got that ties into the community. And what I've yep. been saying all year, right? Like about how the Ashburton Army are. You've seen the amazing work that the Arsenal Foundation do. It's it's important to have them roots and it's important to, to be able to grow with the community rather than rather than just seeping off of it, right? Yeah, yeah think- exactly,
0: yeah. I think also to that point, what Justin's raised there is is we have a management. He, he you know, he's Spanish, but he has a very big affiliation with Arsenal. He understands um, what the club's about. He understands the origins of the club, and that plays a part in you know the the um, the song that we hear uh, before every kickoff. Um, so I think that also. I think he's also played a big part in the emphasis in our on bringing in youth and, and looking at a core. And um, I think that's, it, it doesn't necessarily matter who, what nationality um, the person, the manager is or what affiliation he has with the club. It's, it's the understanding of it. And I think that's that's really important what we have at the club at the moment. And I think going to Justin's point as well, I think City is maybe Foden, you could argue, but they're kind of on that, on that level as well now with the upcoming stars, not many.
1: And just to your point about the club getting better with these contract agreements, um, I know we've been hearing about the Saka one forever, but it does seem like that's going to be announced probably next week or the week after. Um, there was a, another report come out today that the Saliba contract is almost done and should be announced within the first week or two um of the of the um of the preseason. And uh, also the club of open talks with Martin Odegaard about an extension, which we said about a couple of weeks ago was going to be absolutely key. I would guess Ben White is probably coming up too for an extension. So um, it's good to get these talks started, getting them open early and getting this stuff done.
2: Yeah, especially like that 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 core of of players, you know, I feel like um, Odegaard, Saka, uh, Saliba are all very like central spine of the team Ramsdale uh so to get it all out you know with with this much time in advance is uh you know it's it's massive everybody can be subtled, know exactly where they stand and in the Saliba one you know that one obviously had me a little worried uh just because you know his history with Arsenal has been a little spotty uh before this season so I really hope that one gets done uh it'll be a relief to to tie him down
1: and i was talking to uh, burn the Whammer in the week and we were talking about man city and and you know and all the stuff there and about what could possibly happen there to to basically bring them back to the pack a little bit will it be the charges and that and he said to me well as well as that they've got a lot of their core are, are getting older and he said then you know de bruyne he's now 31 he's played a lot less games this year than he usually does and uh, the next thing he said is, "Was uh, and you lot better watch out because if I'm Man City, the first thing I'm the first thing I'm doing is going for Martin Erdegaard. And uh, first off, I thought, "Well, that's ludicrous. How can a club, a little fishing village in the north, look at going after the captain of one of the biggest clubs in the world?" And then I remembered <laughs> they were owned by Abu Dhabi. Um, so if you just take away the ludicrousness of that, um, he's absolutely right. There's 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 no one else comparable. Um, other than Martin Odegaard, certainly in the in the Premier League, there's not. pass. That is an important one to get done because I think Odegaard is going to be wanted by pretty much everybody um, if they got a sniff he was available.
0: Really important. It's um, it's it, you know when you talk about what Justin's talking about Saliba, I mean Odegaard is is that one well, equivalent in the attacking setup in that he's just so key to everything that happens from an attacking entity when it comes to us. Um, he's also the captain as well. Uh, he's young, he's 24. Um, I, I, he's just, uh, I think he's hes kind of uh, figureheading our team in terms of what we represent as well. Um, he, I, I, I like everything about him. And he seems a great stand-up guy as well. Okay, he needs to shake the hands of these mascots. But besides <laughs> that, he's, he's a really... Uh, he seems just very grounded. I, I do feel um, going back to your point about City. I think what does go amiss as well is you know Pep Guardiola. I think he's not going to be there forever, and um, I, I think it's going to make a difference the manager as well. So hopefully, uh, you know that 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 will have a, a big effect on them. But I think what we're doing, all the right things, absolutely all the right things. We're a young team. We've still got so much more to give and getting these things all sorted out before the summer so we can start heavily investing our time in getting new recruits is just um the way to do it.
1: We seem to have had a clearer plan the last couple of years for sure i mean it's been evident everybody's talked about it and this year you've seen it again and part of that plan now we've uh, we've learned he's going to be uh replacing Grant Xhaka. Um I've been crying most of the week I'm not going to lie. Uh, i've been crying myself to sleep every night the wife's been asking me what's wrong and i just keep saying granite over and over again she's checked all the countertops for cracks and that's not the granite that i'm crying about so but it's yeah it's uh it's it's sad news it's not unexpected news we've been hearing about this for a while just it's gonna be some big boots to fill for somebody
2: it is yeah massive actually um you know, I mean, we've talked about Granite quite a bit. Uh, I don't want to tread over stuff we've said before, but um, he is, you know, crazy influential in our in our team on and off the pitch. Uh, after the season he's had, uh, I think uh, he can he can leave now. You know, with like, well, I don't want to say like his head held high, but he can leave in really high esteem with you know after this this crazy redemption arc I mean who who saw this coming after that that infamous palace game you know um but going back to guys like you know Saliba and Odegaard even Saka you know these are the players that are going to have to step up now and and help fill that that leadership void because it is going to be a bit of a vacuum I think um he's he's proven that um, even if you don't think he's the best player, we've famously not played near as well when Jacques is not on the pitch. Um, so I think there's, there's, he, he's a, a real glue guy, holds stuff together. So there, there's, like you said, yeah, there's big shoes to fill.
1: Pass, is this just perfect timing? Cause that's kind of how it seems to me.
2: Some would say
0: it is, some would say maybe it's not. Like, why would he want to leave when we're in the Champions League, which is, which is where we haven't been? Um, um, at least, you know, for, for, for was it five, four or five years? So most of the time he's been at the club, I think. Um, I don't know, did he play a season in the Champions League? I can't remember, but he's definitely not, the majority of the time he's not been in the Champions League. So, I mean, some might, I've seen some points of view in that, you know, why would he want to do it now? You know, get, we're in the Champions League, we've, we've got in there, we're performing better. But the other perspective is probably the one that I'm thinking of. Is I think it is good timing. I think... We have progressively, it seems, that Arteta is looking at alternatives to that eight-roll. You know, Vieira, it hasn't worked out, but you could see with the substitutions with Vieira. um, And it looks like he's reached an absolute peak because he's been fantastic last season. Um, But for me, it makes sense. It does make sense. I think it's good timing. Um, And I think by getting it out now... Um, they can give him a massive send off on the last day of the season, which he thoroughly deserves.
1: I think just the way granite is, I think he he will have targets set, there's things he has to accomplish and i I just think with the way this season's <laughs> gone, with where we are now, I think for him. This is mission accomplished, right? He's completed the redemption arc, like you said. He's had a fantastic season. Where if we hadn't have been so good, he would have been player of the year. It's only the fact that Odegaard and Saka have just been absolutely out of this world. Same with Martinelli and Ramsdale, and and a couple of others. Gabrielle, you could mention in that as well. But he's been so good all season, and i I just think I just feel like for him, he can now think my job is done
2: job done yeah that's that's kind of um what i'm thinking as well you know in in a way we we've, we've got this um this young squad you know and uh he's kind of been you know the the ever present senior figure here now especially you know this season with with how young we were and i think uh you know it, it, it's kind of poetic you know kind of him like moving on and you know now that the the kids can kind of support themselves you know there there's rumors too his his misses is is ready to go you know back to germany too and you know you can't really argue with that you know if there's off the field stuff that um you know is important for them so yeah job done i think for jaka and it, it, i think it's good timing yeah it's great timing for him to to, to finally send off
1: yeah, I would I would agree with that for sure. Absolutely, it's, it's the perfect time. And I hope he does well. I mean, they're not the, um, I guess they're languishing in mid-table in the Bundesliga. Um, so I, it's kind of maybe you could look at it from a career point of view. It's maybe a bit of a weird move. But like you said, his wife obviously wants to go back to Germany. I think he, you know, he, he wasn't someone that was ever gonna going to stay in London full time, I don't think. He's not someone that seems to crave the big city and the limelight. So I would imagine for him, it's close to, it's close to home, you know, ballroom Switzerland. So I think it's, it's probably just the, it's probably just the right move at the right time. And he'll go with a, with a well wishes of everyone. I'm glad that he, I'm glad that he had this season. I think this season is, uh, is the
2: perfect way for him to, to sign off. I guess uh, that's, that's where uh, Chabi Alonso is, I believe. And he, he's a huge fan of, of Granite. Um so there's, you know, some ties there. I think he'll be a good fit. Um, and I think he, you know, he makes them quite a bit better already, just just, you know, from like a leadership and consistency standpoint. I, I think they'll be a pretty good fit. So
1: Yeah, I hope so. Like I said, I hope so. I hope he goes well. Um so some unpleasant news of a different kind now. Um the story broke today that Manchester City are appealing their seven million charges that they're absolutely guilty of. Um and one of the reasons they're appealing it is that one of the independent panel is an Arsenal fan. Um go on, son, you know what to do. Pat, um <laughs> wh- what, what do you think looking at looking at this?
0: Yeah, it's desperation, isn't it? Or or admission of guilt. <laughs> it, it it's just so pathetic, isn't it? I think you mentioned um I saw in, in our in uh, one of the chats you mentioned about the the QC being an Arsenal fan their defense basically uh, yeah they're
1: paying an Arsenal fan 5 grand an hour to uh, to represent them so apparently he's okay but the other one's not
0: yeah and I'd love to see um that be pointed out in um some of the news that is popping up about this um but it, it, it for me it just reeks kind of i think one stalling they want to find ways to stall this investigation and um you know they're they're obviously paying good money for defense and um any little stupid frivolous frivolous um argument that they can come up with um just helps do that um but for me it's just um <clears throat> it, it, you know if you're if you're innocent why would you have to come to such stupid um types of arguments um uh to or, or come up with something so ridiculous i don't know they, they it just it, 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 i i i find them um i'm i'm just starting to despise that club more and more each time they pop up in the news
1: I mean, it's clearly a delaying tactic, right? Like, there's, there's mm. nothing more to this than just pushing it off. They, everyone knows that they're guilty, right? Regardless of, of how anything ends, everybody knows they're guilty. So all they're trying to do is just push it off, push it off, push it off. I'm hoping that what this does is really wind the Premier League up to the point where they're like a dog with a bone and they will not let it go. That's, that's kind of what I'm hoping now.
0: Well, they did that with UEFA, didn't they? Didn't they stall and stall and stall until... They they
1: did. The UEFA one was slightly different, though. We did cover this a little bit before. So the UEFA one, UEFA charged them, UEFA fined them, kicked them out of Europe, and then they went to the Court of Arbitration for sport. They delayed, 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 and by the time the case finally got heard, the smaller charges they got found guilty of, and they got fined, I believe, 30 million euros, I believe, they paid in fines. For that so that's how guilty they were but the bigger charges got time barred because they delayed it so long that by the time it got heard the court of arbitration ruled that they couldn't hear those charges because it was from so long ago there isn't really the option for that here because this is going to an independent panel they're just literally pushing it off and pushing it off and pushing it off i don't know if it does anything other than buy them time, I'm really not sure. I'm not a legal expert. Just when you read this, does it just make you feel like that? Like, you know, they know they're guilty. So let's just ride it out as long as we can.
2: Yeah, I'm sure there's some of that, you know, I, I mean, I don't, I don't really uh, hold it against them. Like, like what Paz said, it, it, it reeks of desperation, but at the same time, like, I think any club in this situation would, would reach for whatever straw they had. You know what I mean? Um, So I'm, I'm kind of, you know, they're desperate. I mean, that's really what it feels like. They're, they're really desperate. Um, I don't know. How are, how are you guys feeling about it? I mean, do you think something's actually going to get done about it this time? Or. So I think, I think they're going to have to do something. That's not just a
1: fine. Now when they do it, Who knows? But I I don't think it can just be fine. I think they will get docked points for a season. Um, And I think it will be enough points that would stop them winning the title. Right? So I think it might be 15 points, say, that they'd start a season with. Or maybe it's 20 points with 10 suspended, you know, if they do it again or something like that. I just don't know what difference it can make because they've already done it. It's a bit like telling a 100-meters runner in the Olympics – that he has to stop taking steroids a week before the race. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's already done. So I don't know, short of kicking them out, which is what they should do, and I'll I'll be unequivocal about that now, they should be kicked out of the league, their title should be stripped. You ain't got to give them to the second place team, just vacate them. That is the punishment, That that is what should happen. I don't think that is going to happen. I think it's going to be it will be a massive fine of course it will and I think I heard somewhere that because of because it's under the Premier League charter that any fine gets the the money that comes in gets split between the member clubs um I don't I don't know if that's true or not but I think I read that um but yeah I don't I just I don't think stopping them from winning the league for one year is enough of a punishment for this pass um yeah I agree um
0: but I I just can't I can't see them kicking them out. I, I, I really just can't see that happening. Uh, maybe I'm going to be totally surprised by what the Premier League do, but I think it's like you said, I think it's going to be a point deduction. It'll affect them for that one season. They'd still probably make top four anyway, so they'll get the revenue from the Champions League. Um, and by that time, who knows? Will they still have the same manager? We don't even know how long this is going to take. could take two years, could take four years. I, we just don't know. Um, so it, it's, it's one that I wouldn't, I'm not putting real high hopes on for an immediate solution. Um, and I just really don't know how heavy the Premier League is going to go down on them. Um, as far as, um, as far as whether or not, um, I, yeah, I, I just, I, I can't see them being kicked out though. I I think it's just going to be. Ten points, fifteen points, large fine and and then move on your way, but it's like Gav said, I think it's it's so it's already been done, the crime's been done, and all 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 of those that have been competing against them are paying the consequences for that time that they've been doing what they've done
1: and just to reiterate that, sorry, Josh just one second, just to reiterate oh. that pass about it being one season where they won't win the league, but it's not going to affect them um in terms of making the top four right now. They are 20 points clear of the team in fifth, which is Liverpool, with a game in hand. Mm. So that tells you it would need to be 24 points for them not to make the top four as it stood (laughs) today. And it just, you know, that's just not going to happen.
2: Oh, I was just going to ask you, let's say they were kicked out. And I don't think that's going to happen either, by the way. But where, where would they go? They just get somewhere placed in the pyramid, like...
1: Well, that's that's an interesting point, and I don't think anyone's really come to terms with it. I mean, technically, there could be a deal done with the football league, and they could go into the championship, but there is no way that they would pass the financial fair play for the championship, which is a much high, It's a much stricter process than in the Premier League because you can't your wage bill can only be a certain percentage of your turnover and stuff, and there's no way they'd do that. So. I mean, it could be, it could be non-league. It could be down in the in the national league. Um, okay. but like I said, I, I just don't see that happening. I, I think it should yeah. happen, but I just, I just don't see it. The other area, I guess, where you could hurt them is with a multi-year transfer ban. You know, because squads have to keep being refreshed. It doesn't matter how good your squad is. Even this Man City squad, if you gave them a three-year transfer ban, it would, aff- it would definitely affect them for a couple of years obviously then you've got to look at these rules going forward how do you prevent them circumnavigating them again in the future pass
0: um i i really i think yeah you could do the transfer ban but i think um expulsion expulsion from the premier league is probably the way to go isn't it um but i i i just can't see them being that hefty on them um trans uh, didn't didn't chelsea have one um do you remember so chelsea had one about 25 years ago there was a guy
1: called gal kakuta that they took yeah. from a french club maybe yeah. bordeaux was it i can't remember what it was, but they basically poached him and they'd already been warned about doing it three or four times and this was the final straw and they got a two-year transfer ban, which eventually ended up being one window. They also got one more recently than that when that's Lampard what I mean. was there. Yes. Um, which I think was, again, I think it was only one window again, wasn't it? And that was when Lampard decided to play Mason Mount and all the kids, right?
2: Yeah, they were but, still, though, they still got to sign uh, Kovacic because he was on loan from Real Madrid. So he was already, like, registered. And that's then... right.
1: They'd already done the deal before yep. the ban.
2: So it didn't even really hurt them. And I think they got Pulisic that winter over something weird too. If I maybe I'm making that up, but I feel like there was something weird about that Pulisic transfer too. It did. I mean, what what it did
0: do for that one season is it, it did like like Gab was saying, they were quite lucky because their youth they did have some good youth players. Uh Reese James, of course, and then Mount was pretty decent. Uh, Abrahams. Um, so they were able to bring in some quite decent players that were effective because they had quite a lot out on loan the previous season, but it still had you know, yeah, it didn't have the biggest effect that you would have wanted. But you can see what one season could potentially do in that it forces them to play youth players, it forces them to, um, have to do things a little bit different. And a team like Man City, which I don't know how much they're focusing on their youth or what they're doing. That would have some repercussions for them if you're you're talking longer than a season, uh, two or three.
1: Well, there's also off-field stuff here as well to consider because believe it or not, Sheikh Mansour didn't grow up cheering on Man City from the Kipax end at Main Road, right? I don't know if you know that, but he didn't grow up in Moss Side. So (laughs) they did not buy Manchester City because they love Manchester City. They bought Manchester City as a sports-washing project a sports washing project is a a little bit harder to actually push when you've been found guilty of X amount of charges of cheating and financial irregularities. Right. So this is a reputational damage as well, just, and that I think could for the, for the owner, not for us, but for the owners of man city, that is actually a bigger deal than the other stuff.
2: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense too. I, I was thinking something along those lines as well. Uh, you know, I feel like anything that's gonna put too big of a dent in their their wallet or the reputation could just cause them to you know get more bored of the project. So yeah, the really good point there.
1: I think they're so far into it now, though. I I don't see them walking away. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think even if they got even if they got thrown out of the Premier League, I think the way they would try and spin it is that everybody's ganged up on them. Everybody has everybody has basically got together to kick them out because they're too good. And then they'll come back and try and forge a redemption story Pass Is that that like, can you see that?
0: Yeah. The, the victim cards that they'll play that. Um, they kind of have a certain, not everything because they actually have decent lawyers. It seems like, but they're kind of as a Trump effect with them sometimes plays the victim card. Um, Likes to stall investigations. Oh, it's, it's constant. This kind of...
1: I mean, even today, uh, even today, uh, their chief exec has mm. has come out and said uh, what we've done isn't because of money. Teams like Arsenal, Chelsea, and Manchester United spend more money than us. He literally come out and said it to me Yeah, it, yeah it, I saw
0: that. I had um, I, I had this I had this tip for um, going tip for tap with a Chelsea fan. And he was just basically, his argument is is that um, all, all, all throughout history, there's always been richer clubs than poorer clubs or richer clubs against poorer clubs. And the richer clubs, the more money you put, it's just an inevitable outcome. And it's just whining um, traditional club fans that are just whining because it's not them. You know, I've heard that. As And I think this is kind of the rhetoric we're going to be hearing. We're going to be hearing, oh, it's just sour grapes or it's this and that. And then even the media, media plays its part as well. Because I still, I don't hear a lot of the the side that we're on from the media.
1: No, Um, absolutely not. The glee that the media are taking in all of this
0: is actually quite frightening. Yeah, 100%. They're saying, you know, they'll say things like, but look, how much did they spend last season or this season, or as if bring that up is one signing. They, you know, when we played <laughs> at the Etihad, they
1: just kept talking about Ankh Jarni and how they'd got him for yeah. 15 million completely ignoring the mutant up front that cost them hundred and fifty million. If you take into account what they had to pay his dad, pay the agents, he's on a million pound a week, and they're trying to tell everyone how great they are and how frugal they are because they bought Ankh Jarni who plays yeah. about 30% of their games.
0: And 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 he's more or less a replacement um, or not so much actually a backup, but Laporte, who was, what, 60 million. So it, it, it's just this kind of short-termism that the media like to use as if last season is an absolute microcosm. It, like, it represents everything Man City. And, and this thing about it, because that excellent article in The Guardian today talking about what they've done, is just not, you cannot compare it to any other team. You can't compare having a World Cup win and Alvarez as a replacement for Haaland. You cannot compare Foden's replacement, Grealish, which was 100 million. You, th- There is no equivalent to that in the Premier League. No team has that going for them. So there's a well, massive disparity. And
1: the other thing, the thing that always gets me with it right, is that there's no jeopardy in anything that they do. And, you know, you were saying about the Chelsea fan who said that there's, you know, there's always been rich and poor clubs. They have. But the clubs have either had their own money. Right. Or they've done what Leeds did, which is take a risk. And then there's jeopardy. Right. So it didn't go right for Leeds. They ended up all the way back in League One and had to fight their way back up because of it there's jeopardy involved. For Manchester City, there's no jeopardy. They paid 100 million for Jack Grealish. If he turned out to be terrible, if he went out next next week and got himself arrested for committing 15 burglaries, it doesn't matter to them. There is absolutely no consequence for them when it goes wrong. Whereas for other clubs, if we bought two players for 100 million quid and both of them turned out to be terrible, we'd be hamstrung for years with that whereas with them it don't matter they just send them on loan to real sociedad dad pay their wages and move on yep yeah.
2: so you know like i think um i mean this probably goes without saying but man with the 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 middle eastern interest in the premier league i mean the book really needs to be thrown at city cuz what they're going to do is set a precedent that newcastle is going to be able to follow that you know manchester united's being looked at by Qatar, I'm not, I can't remember. Yes, yeah, Qatar,
1: Qatar, same people who um, own PSG.
2: So, you know, if, if they like let this slide and, and set a precedent for it, it's going to make the other clubs, you know, be able to follow this similar blueprint and argue, you know, whatever the ruling is in this, if they get in trouble. So it. it the Premier League really needs to get this under control now, or it's going to be a, an even bigger issue.
1: Yeah, it's true. It's about going forward as well as going as well as going backwards. And um, so, I, I think it's a it's this is a really really important process, and it's really important to see how they come out the back of it. Yep. All right, guys. Well, enough for that. Um, I'll see you in part two. We'll preview the Forest game and and get on to some other stuff. So, we'll see you after the break. <laughs> Hey guys, just a couple of quick halftime announcements, we would really appreciate it if you could leave us a 5 star review on your favourite podcast app, it really helps us reach a wider audience and we thank you for your support. Also don't forget to check out our socials, we are TheNNPod on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. We try and put out some cool content so give us a like or a follow and help us build our Guna community. Welcome back into the Non Negotiables podcast this is part 2 so let's staying on uh the subject of Manchester City um not necessarily they're cheating this time but uh their players um another 60 odd million pound signing that they were happy just to bin off um Cancelo that they sent on loan to Bayern Munich now there's been strong rumors the last couple of days linking us with Cancelo um i think there's a lot of pros, a lot of cons. I think there's a lot of people for it, a lot of people against it. Um, Pass taking away the how realistic it is because we'll get tucked into that in a in a little bit. But do you think if it if it was to happen, it would be a good fit? And how do you think we could utilize him?
0: I've always, I've always actually liked Cancelo. I always thought he was a pretty, um, pretty good player for them, fullback for them. It came out of the blue actually, uh, and them getting rid of him because um, I always thought he was quite a good performer for them, um, especially last season, if memory serves me correct. Um, but um, I, I, Arteta obviously knows him. He's played under Arteta, so um, when he was at Man City as the assistant, uh, I, I would see him. I can only see him as a potentially right back because I think he can play there as well. Um, because I think Zinchenko has got the left back role, as as we know. I, I can't see him coming in as some kind of uh, rotationary fullback because what we'll pay for him, I think, will be quite excessive. Uh, and it seems like he's the kind of player that would want to be a guaranteed starter. So I, I, I'm i not averse to it. I, like you said, we can talk more about whether it's actually going to happen, um, which is more, I think, the topic of conversation. Um, but uh, I, I don't see it as a bad. I, I wouldn't have a problem with it at all. But I would think it would be more for the right-back position, which probably would mean Ben White. Would either would would shift as the the cover for defensive uh, defense and 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 the right back spot.
1: That's kind of how I would see it as well. If he came in, I, I would imagine he would come in as a right back, and Ben White would kind of be the primary cover for two positions. That's where it does make sense in that obviously we kind of need a right back, we kind of need a centre back. That kind of would tick both boxes. I agree with you. I don't see him coming in as a left-back. I don't think that would be the case. It does kind of concern me that Pep at no point decided to play Cancelo and Zinchenko together. It was one or the other. He had the opportunity for three seasons, four seasons to play, I think three seasons, to play one at right-back and one at left-back, and he didn't do it. That kind of concerns me a little bit. Um, He's twenty nine. He earns more money than Gabriel Jesus does at ours, which I think... Just how do you... I mean, stylistically, just to go back to that, I think he'd be a pretty good fit. I think he's a good footballer. I think he's a clever footballer. I think he could absolutely do a job and make us better short-term. Um, I I don't know. Just, what do you think?
2: Uh, yeah, I... <sighs> I'd be really concerned about playing him at right back when Zinchenko's at left back. I think that's one of the biggest issues. Um, he's he's really good going forward, but I think he's a little suspect defensively. When you already have Zinchenko kind of vacating that left back spot to like Rome in midfield, I think um, it would put a lot of pressure on our center backs, I think. And I think there is a reason that Pep didn't play both of them at the same time. I, so well, I think- and just our right back is also a center back right yeah. and and that's
1: by design because everything shifts left when zinchenko goes off on a wonder um yep. so i'd be worried about that too
2: yeah i think we'd be very um unbalanced you know um so you know i don't i don't know about that you know the, the financial side of things too you know like you just hit on but i would also have concerns um I don't think anybody knows for sure what happened, but he is a really good fullback. And for Pep just to bin him off in, in that fashion, it, I think that's a little concerning as well. It kind of puts up some red flags and he's not doing great at Bayern. Um, no,
1: the, the Pep thing would worry me less because I've got a feeling that Guardiola could be a real prick. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think... And Arteta can too, don't get me wrong. I, I just yep. think it's like that. I mean, look what he did with Ibrahimović. Ibrahimović ain't a bad player. You know, he bombed him out pretty quick. He bombed Eto out as well. Yep. Um, so I, I don't think it's a, it's a case of, well, Cancelo must be a bad egg because he fell out with Guardiola because I think plenty of people could fall out with fall out with Guardiola. His form would be more concerning because I don't think he was good for Manchester City this year he hasn't okay. been good in buying buying and not interested in making that move permanent. So I'm with you there. Um, the form has to be a concern at, at the age of 29, right?
2: Oh uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, that, you know, obviously form is probably the most important factor, uh, if we find it uh, financially feasible to do so. And, uh, I don't know. I've I've got this feeling. Look, I I wouldn't like, you know, turn my nose up at him. I think he's a really good player. I just feel like for the the wages and the transfer fee they'd probably uh hit us with, especially after we bought Jesus and Zinchenko from him last year. I just don't know. I feel like we've got bigger areas of concern, you know. So pass let's go on to
1: to whether it is possible now and just hit on something there. We basically stole Zinchenko and Jesus last summer, right? I think I mean it's pretty obvious we got them for pretty much half price. They are not going to be very eager to do that deal with us again. So they're going to want a lot of money. So the way I see it, there's a few obstacles here. First off, I don't know how much Man City want to deal with us. Secondly, if Man City do want to deal with us, they're going to want big money. Thirdly, he's on that huge wage that's bigger than bigger than our top owner, basically. Uh, fourth, he'd want to start every game and I, I just, I don't know we'd we'd have to basically, we'd have to commit to replacing Ben White and I don't know how happy Ben White would be with that either um, so there's a lot of things that would go against this deal of getting it done right?
0: Yeah, especially um, Ben White they're looking to extend his contract as well so it wouldn't be good timing if you wanted to do that and then you're going in and buying the right back which most likely is going to replace you so I, I don't see it. I really don't see it myself. I think it's more paper talk than anything substantial. Um, and uh, I think it, I think we're going to be linked to quite a few because of what happened last season. We're going to be linked to uh, City players, which look to be uh, leaving. I think I've seen um, uh, articles linking us to Goodwan as well. So uh, I, I don't see it, to be honest. I can see why he would work potentially but I don't see it happening
1: no I, I I don't see it happening either Jazz are you are you kind of on that on that boat as well there's just too many cons for there to be enough pros and it's probably just too hard a deal to get done
2: yeah, I, I don't, I don't think it would happen, honestly. And I, I agree with pause too. We get um a bunch of, you know, I guess because of you know Arteta's history there and stuff like that. We get a lot of link. I mean, I remember Sterling was being talked about a lot last year too, when that didn't really seem realistic for us either. So, yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think it's happening.
1: And I did see in uh, one of the papers today in England. I can't remember which one it was. They were suggesting a straight up swap deal for Kieran Tierney, <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I just can't imagine that conversation between Guardiola and the people above. Do you know what I mean? Like, what are we looking for? That guy that can't get in the Arsenal team because he doesn't keep the ball well enough and he's just like a crossing machine. That's who we want. <laughs> that guy just, yeah. I don't see that coming at all. And Gundogan, you touched on it there, Pass. Um, Juz, I don't see that one happening either. Um, and the reason I don't see it happening is apparently he's looking for a three or a four year deal on huge money. He's 32 years old. I think in Serie A, you can have your best central midfielder at 35 years old, earning 300 grand a week. I don't think you can do that in the Premier League.
2: Yeah, no, I don't think so. Um, I, I, I really like the player, you know, and I think he would give us something that, that, uh we are lacking right now a a huge goal threat in uh in that left eight and uh you know he's got tons of experience but yeah for the reasons you stated i just think he'd be um it'd be it'd be like um a a mistake old arsenal used to make you know what i mean and i think we've kind of moved past that or i hope so
1: yeah past you 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 don't think that one's happening either right
0: no, no, exact reasons is what Justin said. I, I can't, I can't see us going back to our ways. I, I think he's a really good player, actually. I do think he's excellent, but uh, at thirty-two, and what you're talking about—the contract, the time, uh, the <clears throat> the length of it—we've already been burnt a few times by doing those mistakes. So, uh, I don't see it.
2: It's got Barcelona all over it. I think. No, <laughs> right. just, From what I understand, yeah. the deal was... or really even
0: cool.
1: Chelsea. The deal's already yeah. done with Barcelona, from what I understand. It's just a matter of them finding another couple of levers to pull. <laughs> the last one they pulled Jetsoned Bamiang out of the stadium, so I mean they've got to be <laughs> careful which one they pull, I guess.
0: And they got money for it as well. That's amazing. amazing. Yeah, yeah it's, it's madness. There's always a Chelsea around, isn't there?
1: <laughs> so there's there's one other rumor which I'm guessing you guys probably haven't heard because I I got it second hand off of someone uh, of someone on uh, on Reddit. And uh, it, it just it made me laugh and I thought I'd mention it. Um apparently we're looking to offer a shock contract to Alexis Sanchez this summer. Now, now you know Alexis was one of my favorite players. I loved watching Alexis play. I understood he was a mercenary. He never signed a second contract with any team in his entire career. I, I knew what he was, basically, when he when he signed for us. Um so a shock contract. I mean, who'd be who'd be more shocked? Alexis, the club or us?
0: um all three I, I, I can't see which one would be more shocked than uh than 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 that uh. it, it, it's this is why I mean, the, these rumors crack me up it, it's so funny because in in what world would we be signing uh, listen i'm with you i thought it was a great player for us um i thought he was uh he was but but his time's gone now and and where, I don't, where is he playing he was playing um I have no idea. He was at Inter Milan. I, and I
1: think no. he got his contract cancelled there. I, I have no idea where. Oh, no, was. he
0: played. He played this season. I've forgotten what team it was. It, I think it was. It was in Europe. And and, and, and I, I think I it was another it It's oh
2: Marseille. That's it. Oh that's yes, it. that's right. Because he
1: went with. Yeah, they were putting the band. They back played Spurs because they got Nuno Tavares and they yeah, they played New Spurs. Things. They played
0: Spurs, and he played in that game. That's right. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. (laughs) As hilarious as it is, um, and if it was Alexis the time he left us coming back the following season, I'd have no problem with that, but it's not the case.
1: No, no, I think we can all agree that that one isn't going to happen. And uh, actually, what the guy said was – what do you think about these rumors? And my response was, I think you should stop reading whatever source you got that rumour from. <laughs> <laughs> I think that just about that just about sums it up. Um so uh a couple of um a couple of mentions for some of our players that have uh, been that have done exceptionally well. First of all, Saka and Odegaard getting two and three in the player at a year
2: award behind the mutant. Um Jazz, well deserved. Yeah, yeah. I mean extremely well deserved. I think um you know, we knew Odegaard was good and he was good last year, but I mean to add the 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 attacking output that he has this season is just, you know, kind of the the cherry on top. Uh Sokka, of course, you know, um probably our best player. I mean, he's kind of the 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 talisman, I think. Um, and it's it's really good that they're finally um getting some recognition as well, because I think both of them have flown a little bit under the radar before this season. Um, less so Saka, but um, I do think they were both pretty underrated, and 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 they're that's right where they you know belong. And I I don't think there's any shame in being behind Holland after this season, you know. Especially like you said, you know he's basically a machine, you know. So
1: and Paz Arteta shortlisted for manager of the year. Uh, my guess is because of the way this season's ended, he's not going to get it. I would imagine that it either goes to Pep or it goes to Deserbi. Um, depending on if Brighton managed to finish fourth or not, um, but uh, he, he was shortlisted, and I, I would say up until March was probably the favourite to win it.
0: Uh, absolutely, I mean, I've got a question for you. That either of you has any manager outside the 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 team that wins the Premier League ever won Manager of the Year, and can you remember who it was? Because I can't. Yeah,
1: there was. Um, didn't the manager of did Did Dean Smith win it at Sheffield United? It has It has happened. It's happened a couple of times where the the because the thing is, and this is a good point that you brought up here. The manager of the Premier League champions quite often isn't the manager of the year, right? Or shouldn't be the manager of the year. Like Pep Guardiola, yeah. if it's just the Premier League you're looking at, Pep Guardiola winning the winning the manager of the year this year is quite frankly ridiculous. He's got the yeah. best team with the most money, and they've won the league. Do do what? Do you know what I mean? Like it like is yeah. ludicrous. I mean, really, Guardiola should win every trophy available to him. That that's the reality of the situation. So yeah. I don't see how he could, he should even
0: be in the in the running for it.
1: But it, it does quite often just go to the winning manager.
0: I mean, if you if you ask us separately or uh, as a group, who would you say is the manager of the year? It's not going to be Pep Guardiola, but no. I think the way that the Premier League are going to do it, it's going to be him. I, I, I can't see it's as much as like Harlem being player of the year. I, I just think the winning team of the Premier League tends to get all the uh the accolades in terms of uh, awards. Um, and I, I can't see anyone outside Pep Guardiola getting it from the Premier League. Emery. But Arteta was on course. I'm, I'm pretty sure if we'd won the league ourselves, Arteta would have won it and it would have been absolutely. I think everyone would agree that that was the right decision. But um, I don't think it's going to be this case, and I can't see. Is that the Brighton manager, the one you mentioned? Deserve, uh, a yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You mentioned that. I, I, I don't think he's going to win it either. Um, it's well, going he, to be uh...
1: here's your proof of that, Pat. So throughout his history, Alex Ferguson has won it eleven times. Pep Guardiola has won it three times. Jose Mourinho has won it three times. Arsene Wenger has won it three times. That kind of coincides with the amount of titles. Exactly, you know, exactly. Well, That's why much. I'm
0: struggling to remember, and and you're probably right. But I cannot remember a time. Actually, back.
1: you know what? Last season, Pep uh, Jürgen Klopp won it last season. Klopp won
0: it last year. Klopp Had won it, it last season.
1: Yeah, I'm just I'm just looking back through. Oh wow, that was and, very um, recent then, yeah. Yeah, Klopp Klopp won it and the last manager before him that didn't Tony Pulis won it with Crystal Palace in 2013-14. I knew that was the one I was thinking of. So I guess
0: I could see Klopp yeah, because they, they, they lost by a point, didn't they? Yeah, they, they got 97 season?
1: points, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, and they,
0: they did not, have yeah. a And they nearly won everything,
1: didn't they? And then they... They,
0: they caught up the with them order. as well. I think City were way ahead, and then they yeah. caught up with them. And so that was towards the back... You know, usually you remember the results of the last... The back end of the season, and that's where Liverpool really excelled. So I could kind of see how that happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I, I just think in a general sense, in this case, this season... We we're, we're at worse, gonna lose. Um, what is it? Um, seven points? Would we lose it by seven points? The league? Yeah. Oh. So the
1: most we can get is eighty-seven. The most they can get is ninety-four.
0: Right. Okay. So um, yeah, I, I, it's Peps, isn't it?
1: I, I think so. I think he's gonna win it. Um, I think there's. I think looking at the looking at the history off the top of my head, I think I can only see four managers who have won the award and not won the title.
0: But the argument for Arteta to win it is valid though, isn't it? I Regardless thought there was a valid whether... argument
1: last year. I thought there was a valid argument last year.
0: Yeah. And, and what's the turnaround this year? We've gone from fifth to second. Look at the difference between us and Chelsea. Look at the difference between us and third. Look at the difference between um, what we, how we've improved as a team, how our players have improved, what we've done to how we've competed with City. I mean, those are all massive achievements in itself. So, you know you you could definitely present an argument as to why Ateta will win it but uh, should be manager of the year but yeah it's it's yeah. not us making the argument no so i
2: would I honorable I would. mention oh sorry pause yeah. no go 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 oh, i was going to say there we haven't talked about him yet but i think there's a, a reasonable position for unai emery too um
1: no no it's not no
2: since he <laughs> since he's been hired they're third in the in the table just behind arsenal and man city he's got a really good record you um. take
1: that blasphemy. You take that <laughs> blasphemy somewhere else.
2: <laughs> I just, but, I mean, I I'm,
0: I'm, really I'm, I'm, I have an argument about Unai Emery. We went on an unbelievable run with Unai Emery, right? We went on an unbelievable run in his first season at the first half of the season. We went on that, uh, what was it, twenty games or twenty-one yeah. games? Uh, Villa are kind of doing an equivalent at the back end of the season. Right. And, 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 you know, it's like short-term memories again. I'm not saying from Arsenal fans. I see people say, "Oh, what Unai Emery's doing is unbelievable. But they're forgetting that the first season at Arsenal, we also went on an incredible run, but we ended up, you know, falling on our faces and finishing fifth. So I'm not really sure Villa would be able to sustain that the whole season. And I'm not sure they're going to be able to do it next season because like what we found the next season, it kind of, his approach becomes a little bit the, the low possession it 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 gets found wanted in the Premier League.
1: He's at a club more suited to him now than he was at us. That is like Villarreal was exactly. He's more suited to him. But I agree with you. This ain't gonna last. And I'm I'm sorry, Jaz. I'm I'm not giving any flowers. <laughs> to know, Emery. I'm just not doing it. <laughs> <That's fine>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on to a, a couple of <laughs> players who have had good seasons elsewhere. Um, Paz, I know you're, you're a, a fan of Norton Cuffey. Um, and, uh, it seems like he's had a, he's had a really good second half to the season. Uh, uh, Coventry he lost his place and then won it back. And, you know, and now he's going to be playing in the playoff final. That's, that's good to see. Great to
0: see. And, um, yeah, I've, I've, I've watched a lot of him. I'll be honest with you, but the, what I've seen of him and he seems explosive. He seems, um, he seems uh, a very a direct right um, right back, um, and I think that's great news because you know if if Coventry were to get into the Premier League, he's going to have a part to play in that, and he's going to be in the playoff final. It would be good because he'll be on TV. People can uh, can actually really see what he can do um so yes it's all good news I'm I'm not sure what his contractual situation is did he did he sign with a re-sign last year I think he did, he did really yeah I mean yeah
1: my first my first thought I, w- I watched the game the other night and he actually had a really good game but my first thought is if Coventry do come up is that maybe they want to make it permanent
0: yeah that's very possible and you know who's to say that we won't make that happen um it all depends what Arteta's intentions are for the right back position because I, I, th- I think I'm hearing um, I've, I saw things about Tomiyasu and that I, I, I don't know where I read it but that he might be taking longer than expected so that all brings a new you know um I, I guess that that changes plans in some respects if that is the case uh, as to what he wants to do with the right back position and cover and 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 everything of that sense. Um but um I, I believe if, if Arsenal think he's good enough that like they, they did with Saliba when they go on loan they think they're good enough they'll keep him um so I've every faith if they decide they just don't think he's gonna fit in then cash in.
1: Yeah I think that's the likely option because the only youth team player taken to the US last year on a tour was Raúl Waters. They mm. could have called Norton Cuffey back um, in January when we needed some cover at right back or whatever. They never called him back. It was Royal Waters that, that sat on the bench, you know, towards the end of the season. It's Royal Waters that was there. I, I think he will be sold. Norton Cuffey is my, my personal opinion. I don't think that he's going to come back. But again, that's fine. That's the youth system doing its job, right, Pass?
0: That's it. And that's what we've been asking for. Instead of players going for free or... Um, going for a lot less than what they they should be going for. We're we're tying them down to contracts, and therefore that gives us the freedom to either sell them when we need to or or retain them. Um, this was not what we've been seeing before. So I think you know, as we we, we talking we talked about, but Balogun is another one. We still have a little bit of time left on his contracts so decision needs to be made there. But if, you, if, if, they don't, if there's no future for them at the club, then you've got to cash in when you've got to cash in. You do not want to make a Maitland-Niles. Um, uh, you don't want to make the, the same mistake that you made with Maitland-Niles when we had a chance to cash in on him.
1: Exactly, exactly. Another loan player that did well on his loan, but it looks like his loan won't be turning permanent. Justice Austin Trusty, um, Birmingham's Player of the Year. And excellent season bowl accounts. I, I've seen him play for Colorado Rapids, but I never saw him play for Birmingham because basically they're never on the never on the telly, really. So I didn't really get much of a chance to see him. But he's an interesting one. He's tall, he's left-footed, he's agile. He's another one that I don't really think he's going to come back. But he should command a fee. It seems like Birmingham are pretty much convinced that they can't afford him, which kind of lends yourself to thinking well maybe we're going to ask a a reasonable fee for him
2: yeah I think so um you know Paz brought it up but I think uh being in this the the playoff final is is going to be a a good opportunity for him and Norton Cuffey to be in a shop window um you know it's a, a big game for them I uh I followed Balagun and Patino pretty closely I didn't really watch any trusty while he was at Birmingham City so I'm no expert but I think um he's surprised uh he's surprised at least me um Birmingham fans have seemed to love him since the beginning it never really wavered he's been consistently doing really well and he's a, a left-footed center back too which you know um who knows you know I, I think I think we should get good fees for both of them though I think it's
1: definitely a possibility. And like you said, left-footed centre-backs, they're in vogue, right? Everybody wants one. It's not just Arteta that wants to do this left-foot, right-foot thing. Everybody wants to do the left-foot, right-foot thing if they can. Um, And there's just a lot more right-footed centre-backs than there are left-footed centre-backs out there. So it should hopefully push the fee up. I mean, I don't know whether he would move in the UK or move into Europe, but it does seem, again, like we were discussing with Matt Turner before, Juz, this is a good route for these players where if we can get them from there, get them out on loan and, and move them on, you would think with our links to the U S we would be able to do this a little bit more.
2: Yeah. And it seems like a really easy profit too. You know, I mean, you can get some, uh, some unearth some pretty good gems from, from MLS for cheap and, you know, flip them after a season. Uh, I know there are people it sounds terrible, but yeah, I mean, you know, it seems like a good Avenue for, for money. And we do have, you know, connections there with Stan's team and the Rapids and whatnot. So uh, I feel like it's a bit of an untapped market in uh, the Premier League, um, if nothing else than just turning a quick profit, you know? Well, Man City have
1: done it with a couple of players. They did it with Yangil Rangil from, uh, obviously they own New York City FC as well. Oh, yeah. Yangel Rangel, is a defensive midfielder. I think he's Honduran. He's actually a pretty good player. Um, they brought him in, sent him on loan somewhere in Spain, and then sold him on for a, a big profit. They did the same thing with Jack Harrison. Yep. Again, New mm. York City brought him over, did that. And then Zach Steffen's a little bit different because he wasn't with New York City. He was actually with Columbus Crew, but it was the same thing. Again, they they've brought him over, sent him out on loan and stuff. So it is... It's not something that's never been done before, but it's something that hasn't been done on a major level. We've actually had players um from there over before. We had Cole Bassett from yeah. uh Colorado Rapids. I think that must have been about ten years ago now, I would guess. Maybe not that long ago, maybe five years ago. Yeah, but I think. We had him much. over training for the for the season. Um and you know, obviously we've we've had a couple of Americans before. We had Danny Carbiasun, um, who's ended up working for the club as a scout and, and as a liaison in the US. So we we have the links and it, it seems uh it, it seems like a reasonable thing to do to to use those links where we can.
2: Yep. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a bad decision at all. Now we have oh we had a Zellulim too. And yep. uh now yep. now Balogun officially is a a US national team player. So um yep.
1: yeah. so that's the other thing to uh talk about. Balogun has um officially declared for the US. The US have put in an application to FIFA freeze one-time transfer of nation. Um, I don't know if it really does anything in particular for his value one way or the other. You would think it maybe makes him a little bit more marketable. Uh, Paz, I think, you know, we we kind of, we all agree that he's probably off. I don't think in the end this makes difference to us other than if you're just in and want to watch him do well for the US national team.
0: No, I don't think it makes makes much doubt. I mean, if we were to keep him um it could do in terms of his value because he's going to get more game time isn't he he's going to play a lot more internationally than he would if he was uh, um uh representing england um so there there is a thought process that if we would have to renew his contract of course but if we were to look long term with him and i I, th- I actually think he'll perform really well for the us uh, i think he's the the striker they've been they they've needed for a while uh, someone who who can actually score goals um, so if he was to stay, his profile could actually enhance a little bit more because he would definitely get a lot more international football. Um, but I think if we're looking to sell him in summer, I don't think it makes any difference at all.
1: Yeah, I see it. I see it the same way too. Okay, um, hour and something in. I guess we better talk about uh, a game that we've got at the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I think, as you can tell by this, it's kind of uh, not at the forefront of anybody's mind it is for us really a dead rubber game we're finishing second we ain't going anywhere else it'd be nice to win the last two games and get on to 87 points which would equal our second best ever tally um which was the tally in 0102 when we won the double so it would be it would be nice to go out there and win it um jaz I, I don't see arteta making too many changes he just he's just not someone that experiments and does all this stuff do you think he's
2: going to roll the same team out or do you think we might see something a little bit different? I have to agree, man. I don't think he's going to uh, make a lot of changes. I'm hoping that this is a little bit of an open door for for maybe Smith Rowe to get back in the team with Martinelli's injury. But with how things have went, I'm not necessarily banking on that either. Um so yeah, probably just Trossard steps in for Martinelli on the left, and I imagine everything else pretty much stays the same. Maybe maybe Party comes back in? What do you think? I could really go either way on that.
1: I think Party probably does come back in, um, and I agree with you. I think it will just be Trossard and Party coming in, and, and that will be the end of it. Pass, do you see anything different in that starting lineup?
0: Uh, it's
1: hard. I, 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 um... I mean, if you're going to experiment, Right? This is where you do it. So I think if he does if that's all he does, I think we can pretty much say that every member of the squad, <laughs> other than the first eleven and Trossard, uh, are probably for the bid.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd say party's in. Um I think because we lost three nil to Brian at home, um and uh, you know, were handsomely beaten. Um but I think party returns. Um I think so has run out. Um and um yeah, uh Martinelli won't be playing, so it's Trossard, unless he has some incredible epiphany about Smith Rowe. Um then then it's Trossard there, I think.
1: Yeah, I think the only other thing, and we, we talked about this before and it didn't happen, is it seems the club are still trying to get uh Reese to sign a new deal. So
2: maybe he plays Reese, but I have got to be honest, I I don't see it. I think Reese deserves a start. I'd like to see him get one of the – starting one of the last two games, whether it's this one or Wolves. But I I agree, Saka's fit. He plays almost all the time. Do we know if if Zinchenko's back yet? Is he? I
1: I don't think so. I mean, I heard that he was out for the season. I know Arteta said he wasn't, but, I I mean, he said that about Saliba too. So I I I tend to veer on that I don't expect to see Zinchenko again this season pass.
0: Uh, I don't think so either. Same for Saliba. I doubt they're, uh, they're both coming in. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it looks doubtful. I think that those were the rumors initially. And then I think Arteta likes that he kind of watered them down a bit, but, um, it, it, it you, you kind of just read between the lines. He has he, I, I thought he had trained actually last week. I thought I saw pictures of him training, but maybe I got that wrong.
2: No, I think you're right. I think I remember that too, but then he wasn't even in the squad for Brighton, so I don't
0: I... Yeah, yeah, it was actually before the Brighton game, so there was expectation he'd play against yep. Brighton, but I don't know if there's been anything any follow up on that this week. Um but um I would think if he's not fully available they they they're not going to risk him.
1: There's no there's no point in in risking anybody nah. for this. I mean, does Forest do still have something to fight for. Um they're not safe yet i mean they 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 probably are but they're not um so they they're still going to be going out to win this game
2: i think it's going to be a a a pretty tough one especially with with some of the injuries that we have you know no zinchenko no martinelli um like you said i mean they're going to be they're going to be really eager to stay up so uh you know it could be a a pretty physical affair we've got to go there as well um but we should still have the quality to see it through i would think um but you know it's it's kind of like what you said i mean it's 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 a dead rubber you know so who knows hopefully there's there's kind of enough pride in the squad where everybody wants to have a a, you know a strong finish but um it could be a tough one for sure i
1: think that that pride will be there because of last week i mean we we were all in agreement basically that last week we kind of lost that game before it started um and I, I do think the players are going to be feeling pretty bad about that because obviously that feeling is going to worn off. You know that 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 feeling will be gone. It's done. We we move. So I I do think there will be some professional pride at stake here. Uh, I, I don't think the motivation is going to be lacking.
0: Yeah, it would be good to to finish on eighty seven points if we can win the next two games. I just think it'll be it, it, it'll be an incredible. Uh, points tally for a team uh, that finished nowhere near that last season Uh, I I also I also think you you know coming close to the season end the Arteta is pretty ruthless so uh, I think there's players in there that are definitely going to be playing um, for their their probably their first team careers at Arsenal you know party uh, being one of them um, you know, so I, I, I do think it's still in the interest of certain players within that team to, to show, put in a good performance and um, brings, bring us to uh, a points tally, which really is what we merit for what we've done in the season.
1: And I don't think there's anything really going to take us by surprise in this game, right? I mean, Gibbs White looks like a looks like a pretty decent player. And um, is that Brennan Johnson going to start? I, I don't know if he will or not. They seem to bench him a lot of the time against big clubs, so they they may go one up top and, and bench him, which is what they did at Chelsea last week. But I don't think there's 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 no surprises here at this stage of the season, just.
2: No, I don't I don't think so. And um, you know, like you said, they 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 probably will hold on, but you know, they're still in a little bit of danger too. So I imagine they're going to uh you know just try to do whatever they can to get a to get at least a point off us. So um yeah, I'm not expecting any surprises. They're gonna go with, you know, who's been reliable.
1: Yeah, a point a point means that a point for them basically means that Leeds would have to win both of their final two games. Which ain't happening. I mean, I personally think they're safe on 34. I I don't think you're going down on that. I think Leeds or Everton, one of them are going to go down on what they've got. Leeds at the minute are on 31 and Everton are on 32. I think one of them, too, is going to lose both their last games. So I, I just I think they're already safe. But to be sure, mathematically sure, they need a win. But a point would would basically would near as damn it do it for them. Paz, um, in terms of milestones, there's not really much coming up for us. I mean, Erdegaard he's tied for the most non-penalty goals for a midfielder. Um, you know, if he can get another goal in the last two games, it breaks that. I don't think he actually cares. It's a bit like, you know, it's the old NFL stats, right? He's got the most yards between the fifth and seventh minute of the third quarter in a game played on Tuesday. No one really cares. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah yeah i it, it, i think it's all just um that that they they're not really anything i, I think the, the 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 big statistic we wanted was to win our first league in in nearly 20 years so that that was the main main objective there might be some personal um small achievements that each player might be striving for but i think the um the idea is just to finish the season as strong as we can I, I do, I do feel if you look at that though from an Odegaard um, perspective and the difference between last season and this season, you can only expect him to be even better next season. So it, it, it you know, whatever he achieves at the end of it, from a personal note. I'm I'm really you, you've got to be covered that him, Saka, Martinelli, they'll all be a year a year older, but that they're they're now really starting to kick on. I think it's going to be really, really fascinating to see, and I'm excited to see how good he will be next season.
1: And I think this is just a game just that we can sit down and enjoy. I mean we've had we've had months and months and months of the pressure being on, having to win, having to respond, having to lay down a marker we could just sit down and enjoy this now because it's, it's over. We haven't got to worry about anything else except enjoying the games. And tomorrow we kick off at five thirty local time. We can sit down and watch that. And we've no worries.
2: Yeah. I'm hoping to see some, some really nice football. If, if nothing else, um, you know, maybe like a, a Norwich goal recreation, something like that would just, you know, really cap off the season, I think. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just looking for, um, you know a, a strong finish some nice football i think is is all i can uh all you can really ask for
1: yeah agree all right that's well i think that's um that's pretty much done with that we'll we'll be back early oh you who am i the you're... who am i yeah let's yeah. do the uh let's do the who am i so um do you guys you guys got an idea who it was you said
0: i think it's as David O'Leary called him, a big rumble like him. Yeah, uh, I think it's it's yeah, it's good yeah. old Kevin he Campbell, it. isn't it?
1: Yeah, it, it I'm. So,
0: I'm actually. I thought he played far more games than that. I didn't realize it was. Well, that's only mid- league
1: games. He played, I think, 226.
0: Yeah. Okay. One. All right. Yeah. Um, league games. Fair enough. Yeah. No, that makes sense. But um. But yeah, I he, I know he's a bit of an Everton legend. Actually, he has a a fondness for Everton because he spent time there, and I remember his transfer to Forest. Yeah. Uh I, I think they bought Chris Bart Williams in that same window as well. <laughs> what a win. Um But yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that's, well, we'll leave
1: it there, um, and we'll be back on. We'll be back on Monday. So thank you very much, guys, and uh, we'll see you
0: all soon. Good day. Thanks.